Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us on a Wednesday here uh, as uh, as we roll through uh, the NFL free agent market. We were just talking about Cam Newton, I would say at the quarterback position, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, who still is not an unrestricted free agent, but the expectation is that at some point in time, he could be released and or uh, a, uh, a free agent as the Bengals prepare to turn the page on uh, to the Joe Burrow regime. And uh, and certainly Jameis Winston remains out there on uh, the marketplace available for a, uh, a team if they're interested. And uh, those to me are guys that make the most sense outside of uh, the quarterback position. Jadavion Clowney, I would say, is the player that is getting the most attention that is still out there on the marketplace as a big time rush defensive end uh, playmaker that a lot of people would have the, the belief can be a total difference maker. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia, find out the latest in the world of sports. And then I want to go back into the question of Peyton Manning turning down potentially $20 million a year-ish, Tony Romo-type money to be the Monday Night Football voice. But first, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Well, we'll check in with the Olympic news first. And in baseball news, the New York Mets announced that star pitcher Noah Syndergaard has a torn ulnar collateral ligament in his pitching elbow. He will have to undergo Tommy John surgery and will miss the entire upcoming season. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. That is brutal for uh, for Mets fans as we sit and wait on the uh, Major League Baseball season to come back at some point. We don't know exactly when. Uh, all right, let's go to this uh, Monday Night Football story. We have talked about this some 
and uh, and I just find it shocking in the utmost. We know Tony Romo got eighteen million ish, a ten year deal from CBS for eighteen million dollars a year, which is a crazy dollar amount to get, right? I mean, regardless uh, of uh, of what you think of Romo, that's more money than anybody's ever gotten in sports media in the history of uh, of sports media. More props to Tony Romo, who's going to make more money calling football games than he did actually playing football games, which is unheard of. Peyton Manning was the great white whale for Monday Night Football. They are trying to figure out what they're going to do with their booth. Uh, they've got, right now, Booger McFarlane and Joe Tessitore in it. That's the year after they put Jason Witten, Booger McFarland, and Joe Tessitore in the booth. Witten, by the way, leaving the Dallas Cowboys. Really, we haven't talked very much about that. But Witten leaving the Dallas Cowboys to go out and play for the Raiders. Uh, the guy can't, can't get enough of football. Absolutely loves it with every fiber of his being. Um, I'm surprised, honestly, that it hasn't been a bigger story that Witten left uh, the Cowboys where he spent his entire career uh, to go in and try a new beginning in Vegas. And, uh, and that's going to be a, a story that's interesting to follow. But in the meantime, Peyton Manning turns down potentially $20 million a year-ish to be the Monday Night Football uh, voice. How crazy is this? How many athletes that have ever played football in the history of the game would turn down this kind of money to do a weekly game for ESPN? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure there's a single other former NFL player out there that would turn down this opportunity. Now, this is props to Peyton Manning. We hear a lot about athletes being broke and how when their career is over, you know, you got to make sure that you have something to do to make a living to keep that revenue coming in because you've had a high-end lifestyle and suddenly when your uh, yearly salary, your multi-million dollar salary is over, you can't continue to have the same lifestyle without working. This is the exact opposite of broke because it must mean that Peyton Manning has just got more money than he possibly knows what to do with. But when I saw this story, I really did think that Peyton Manning was going to have to say yes just because it's hard to say no if you put enough dollars on the table. The result is, and we'll bring in the crew and I'll get their opinions on this when they come back, the result is ESPN also was reportedly trying to trade for Al Michaels because Mike Tirico is sitting waiting to take over for Al Michaels on NBC football night in America to pair with theoretically Chris Collinsworth. The result is ESPN still hasn't remade their Monday night football booth. What would you do if you were in charge of that Monday night football booth now? You swung and missed with Al Michaels. You swung and missed with Peyton Manning. You've had two straight years of kind of waiting. You tried with Romo. You swung and missed. What is available out there that if you were in charge of the Monday Night Football booth, who would you put in it? 877-996-6369. Peyton Manning says no. Before I get the idea of who else uh, you could get, to put in that booth. Let me go to the crew quickly. Do you guys agree with me that there isn't probably a single other former NFL player 
that would turn down $20 million a year to do Monday Night Football. Can you even think of another guy who would say no, Danny G? No, you're right. He's the only one. He's the only one. And we debated this about a month and a half ago. When the story came out. Yeah, and I told you sometimes there's guys like him who you you just can't put a price tag on freedom. And you talked about how maybe he loves having his weekend free to do what he wants, visit college games, go wherever, do whatever, and not be tied down to anything. Look, I love having my weekend free too. Uh, There is a lot less than $20 million that I would take to go out and start calling football games. I'm maybe you would think different, though, if you had $400 million in the bank. Uh, and maybe that's the answer. Maybe, maybe that is the answer. I mean, that, that he has been so successful. And $400 million might be low. We don't really – I mean, you know, this guy, if he's a super smart businessman, I think he made around $240 million, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can look up his exact salary over the years. But we know, and that's just to play football, we know that off the field for all of the endorsements that he is doing, he's had to make well over you know $100 million plus on top of that, maybe more. And so it's possible that this dude is, you know, we talked about Michael Jordan became a billionaire. It's possible that Peyton Manning is, is rapidly advancing on billionaire status. If he's made really smart financial decisions, and I think he probably has, then if you're a billionaire, 20, I mean, it's crazy. Even if you're a billionaire, we're talking about ESPN potentially offering you 150 or $200 million to call football games. And honestly, it's an investment that continues to create more value for you through uh, all of your endorsement income because it puts you in front of a new generation of people that might not know you otherwise. Dub, are you stunned that he could walk away from this kind of offer? I am, honest to God, I am stunned because that is a whole lot of money for one day, a w- one day a week of work, basically. Essentially, because he already knows the league, he already knows how to break down film. Eddie, are you stunned? Uh yes. Either, <laughs> either he really, really just has no interest, which I'm guessing is the answer, or he just thinks he'll be awful at it, which I don't know. I don't know how he could be that bad, but. It's crazy. Open phones, 877-996-6369. When we come back, who should be the Monday Night Football voice? This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Uh, A lot of talk about Cam Newton uh, and the fact that he is now an unrestricted free agent, how many different teams might be interested in him, how precipitous the fall has been for the former number one overall pick who won a Heisman Trophy in a national championship, rose four years ago to become the overall NFL MVP, took his team to the Super Bowl at 17-1, and lost that game, and in the last four years, his NFL career has unraveled in a hurry such that right now, He's an unrestricted free agent at the age of 31 years old, and there isn't a lot of interest in him. Jameis Winston, also an unrestricted free agent. We follow him. Andy Dalton, we'll see what ends up happening uh, with him as the Bengals move on and begin the Joe Burrow era. Those are three guys that are theoretically out there that there might be some interest in 
uh, at the quarterback position. Jadavion Clowney remains the uh, the number one, the white whale, so to speak, of all of the uh, of the NFL free agents in terms of what he might bring to bear for the right NFL team when it comes to rushing the passer. Peyton Manning, speaking of white whales, has said no to Monday Night Football, according to a report in the New York Post, turning down up to potentially $20 million a year uh, to be the Monday Night Football radio, sorry, television announcer. And this blows my mind because I just can't imagine that there's a single other NFL player out there that would turn down an offer this big to be a play-by-play guy. ESPN has also swung and missed on Mike Tirico, sorry, on Al Michaels. Mike Tirico would be Al Michaels' replacement whenever he leaves NBC. But as a result of that swing and a miss, ESPN is left with Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland in their Monday Night Football booth. What do they do going forward? Uh, Phone lines are open, 877-996-6369. But as we went to break... And maybe this is just wildly me being wildly overconfident. I think I could easily be a play-by-play guy in a booth. And and I, I don't think it's irrational. Uh, and let me explain why. I do daily radio for three hours every day. I do uh, when, uh, when we're not shut down because of the coronavirus uh, on the Fox studios. I do daily one hour on, the, uh, on Lock It In on FS1. I, if you watch or have ever watched my Periscope and my Facebook, so you can just fo- follow me on Twitter, I do 20 or 30 minutes sitting directly in front of, uh, of the screen there talking without any prompter or without any notes. And I don't, you guys have seen me. I mean, Danny G, how often do I come into the, to the show and have literally zero notes to do three hours? Like, I'm pretty prepared to know what I want to talk about. And it's not like I'm a guy. Now, I've got my phone. I can look things up. But it's not like I'm sitting there reading through a lineup of exactly what I expect from one moment to the next. I just, I don't think it's that hard to call football games. Now, I can understand people might not like me. <laughs> I'm certainly open to the idea of, hey, you could hear me in a booth and be like, man, that guy sucks. I don't like him. I, I, that's, that's like the, the, the risk that anybody who calls a football game has to deal with. There's always going to be a certain segment of the population out there that isn't impressed by them or doesn't think that they're doing a good job. But I think it's way harder to do a daily three-hour radio show than it is to do a three-hour game when you're sitting there watching the game take place and all you have to do is talk about what you see. Am I crazy or do you guys think that I could pull this off? If I were in a booth, do you think that I could do an adequate job of a college football or NFL game sitting up in the booth calling it for uh, for television well as we've seen when you're with your co-workers on lock it in your biggest challenge would be getting america on your side i think but not, even not me, that you're not likable on is, tv but my point is and you mentioned this last hour that there's interest not only in drew Brees but in philip rivers now the one thing i think about philip rivers a lot of America, besides San Diego and some people in L.A., aren't very fond of Philip Rivers. He, yeah. he would ha- kind of have to get everybody to like but him. I, I disagree with that in this respect. Like, Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller were two guys that when they played, people were like, oh, man, those guys are jerks. I don't like them at all. Yeah. And as soon as they got on television, you're like, 
Oh, man, those dudes are awesome. That's the unknown, though. We don't know that about Philip Rivers. He could get on TV and maybe still turn some people yeah, off. We don't know. Yeah, but my guess is I've never heard that Philip Rivers' teammates don't like him. To me, that's always a good test on whether you would be decent on television is ultimately you have to be part of a team player. And, you know, like the people who are on air with you are a small part of the overall crew that you work with. And so I, I think if your teammates like you, that means that, generally speaking, you're not a bad dude. And so uh, the fact that you might be a jerk on the field or on the court, I always am willing to give, by and large, a little bit of a pass there because, again, Barkley is incredibly beloved now. But if you were a basketball fan in the 80s and the 90s, he was one of the foils of Jordan who was the good guy. And the same thing was true of Reggie Miller. And both of those guys seem very, very likable in the broadcast booth now. So I'm not I'm not worried about the Philip Rivers thing. And, and also, by the way, being disliked as a broadcaster doesn't necessarily, isn't a bad thing. There are lots of people right now who listen to three hours of my program every day and claim that they hate me, right? There's a certain segment of the population that is titillated, that is, that is, that is drawn in by their distaste. So I, I don't think necessarily that that's a, uh, that that's an obstacle. What do you think, Dub? Do you think do you think I could do this job? Well, I think it's easier than doing a three-hour radio show. Yeah, because I agree. You're talking about what's directly in front of you. You're seeing it with your own eyes, so your content is there. You don't even have to think about you know creative ideas. I mean, a little bit of creative ideas, but for the most part, you're just telling people what happened. And, and I think that's a heck of a lot easier than than what you're doing here every morning. And in mechanics of it are such, for people who don't know, when you do television, some people just totally freak out. Some people can't do this with radio. People are constantly talking into your ear. While you're, you know, if you watch television, there's, there, you have an earpiece in. You have the earpiece in partly to hear what the other people on television are telling you, but also so your producers can reach out and talk directly into your ear during the program. So you have to be capable of listening to the people that are talking and then simultaneously listening to somebody else who is off air telling you something in your ear. I think that the, uh, the, the difficulty associated with doing a football game, like the, the conversation we had when we went to break, was, oh, Peyton Manning might not be good at it. But I, I don't see any way that he would be bad at it because it's about timing, it's about preparation, it's about just talking about what you are seeing on the field yeah I don't agree with that sentiment because I've watched Peyton's places he seems like a natural with the camera and hamming it up and he's got a good sense of humor Now that's on tape and he probably has the right to go back through the cut True. and say yes I like that no I don't like it maybe he's nervous about saying something live on that's one thing that certainly uh, I think anybody who does what we do for a living whether it's radio or tv whether you say something, you know, that, that gets you in trouble. Um, you know, there's always that, that mob that's out there that's perpetually outraged. So maybe that's a fear, but I've never heard Peyton Manning in any interview that he's ever given, which are all live. Can you remember Peyton Manning ever saying anything remotely controversial or having to apologize for anything that he's ever said publicly? No. I mean, think about, I mean, he's said, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of words, if not more, in public uh, at this point in time. Yeah. And I can't remember him ever saying, I apologize, I misspoke, I shouldn't have said that about that person or I shouldn't have spoken that way about that incident or anything like that. I can't remember him 
ever having to walk back anything. Uh, now it's possible maybe he just likes having some degree of privacy, and I can understand that. I mean, he's not on social media, and in a day and age when it feels like everybody is on social media, uh, I think there's probably a lot of people now that are saying, hey, it's pretty smart, and this is why my argument has been if you're super famous, you don't need to be on social media for your brand. Right? Social media is for people who are on the periphery, to me, of, of, of fame. Michael Jordan's not on Twitter. He's not tweeting everything that he thinks. Peyton Manning's not on Twitter. Charles Barkley's not on Twitter. Tony Romo's barely active on Twitter at all, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Like, if you are the best at what you do, then your talent speaks for itself. You don't need to spend that much time there. I don't think Howard Stern is on Twitter very much. Has Dan Patrick ever sent a tweet? I mean, it's worth thinking about. Now, if you're on the periphery, if you're somebody like me and you're trying to make your career, okay, you got to be on social media. I enjoy it. I like it. But if I'm Peyton Manning or I'm Michael Jordan or I am Howard Stern, if I'm already a superstar, do I need another medium? This is like for me, Instagram. People are like, oh, you need to be on Instagram more. Like, I, I don't know. People really, like, are that many people sitting around like, I need to see a picture of Clay Travis? I, I, you know, I'm in the opinion business. I'm not in the, look at me uh, doing something. Look at me with the ocean behind me. Like, I don't know. I don't really think that's the business that I'm in. What do you think, Eddie? Who, well, would, you, you, who would you hire? We haven't even, I haven't even asked you guys who you would hire. But do you think that, like, does this seem like a difficult job to you? Difficult, No. Um, within the context of sports jobs, I mean, right? Like, I, I don't think it's that hard of a gig. No, I, I agree. It just, uh, I mean, he would have to certainly brush up on all the rules. I mean, he, he knows offense, but does he know defense equally well? I mean, he can read defenses, but you know what I'm saying. But that's not difficult. You can, I mean, I think he could definitely, talk about Peyton Manning, just brush up on a few things, know the rules, and he'd be fine. Now, you've claimed before that there are things you could do uh, which I'm not so sure about. Like there was that, there was it the Minneapolis Miracle. You said you could you could. I would have played defense there and knocked the ball down. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's I wouldn't possible. have allowed that to happen. I, I don't believe that. But, Stephon Diggs would have never made that catch yeah, on me. That's that's probably uh, probably wrong. I do think you could do this though. I do think you. Could I do didn't this. wait. Hold on. I didn't say that I would stop the catch. I said I would have made the tackle. Yeah, I don't think you would have made the tackle. I would have just been there. <laughs> All you not. have to do is get your hands on the guy. He had to leap up into the air to make that play. I still, to this day, believe I could have stopped the Minneapolis miracle from happening. <laughs> yeah, you're, If you're I had one. been in secondary there for the New Orleans Saints, they would have won and gone to the NFC Championship game that year. I would love to see you running around in full pads and a helmet. That would be fantastic. I would have been prepared. But so you don't agree with me on the Minneapolis miracle. You do agree. Uh, and I also said that I could elbow an alligator to death. Remember I don't, that? I don't remember that one. Do <laughs> we got to do a debate about animals that you could kill hand-to-hand uh-huh. combat. And my yeah. argument is that if you got the alligator on his back, he falls asleep. And I would just, I think if you hit him enough on the underbelly over and over and over again with the uh, the elbow, eventually you would rupture his internal organs and he would die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't you, think you could choke an alligator out. Like I'm not sure that you're strong enough to be able to like stop him from breathing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I think not, if I got him yeah. over, turned over, which I think I could, <laughs> yeah. then I think you just go elbow, like people's elbow, like Macho Man back in the day, over and over and over again. And I think you rupture his internal organs eventually. Uh, broadcasting thing, yes. Other stuff, no. <laughs> so you're confident that I could do this gig too? Yes. Uh, what about you, Roberto? You think that that I could pull this off? Yeah. I'm not saying I'd be liked. 
or that people would be like, oh, this guy's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, people would probably hate it. you. People would probably hate you. Definitely. But that's fine. If they watch, if they hate me, if they watch because they hate <laughs> me, that's fine too. And I'm not saying that the NFL would be like, oh, of all the people we could have in the booth. Because the NFL is pretty protective of their sport. So they typically want like the least offensive people imaginable. Right? Like the 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 like most corporate people you can imagine. They don't they they let like who are the biggest risks that they've taken in putting in the NFL booth? They let Dennis Miller in. Yeah, yep. yeah, Dennis right? Miller. Yeah. Uh they let Tony Kornheiser in. And arguably neither of those went really well, though I thought Kornheiser was good on Monday night football. Yeah. Rush uh, Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. They didn't let him in the Monday Night Football, well, not, did they? Well, not in the booth. In he the was booth. in the studio. Yeah, that's different because that's like that is uh, as long, but the NFL considers you to be basically like NFL property, right? When or part of the NFL team. Yeah, they they actually, have to sign off on it, right? Yeah, they have to sign off on it. Oh, so, so they would you, Google you and see boobs and all that. Oh, yeah, and, they would. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there are some people who are like, <laughs> oh, Pat McAfee, that would make sense. Like maybe he gets a pass because he played in the NFL. But I can see the NFL being very nervous with connecting their brand to somebody like him. Not to say that I don't think it would be interesting to see how that went, just that I think they would be nervous because you typically want like a buttoned-up corporate guy. Like, Tariko is your, your quintessential buttoned-up corporate guy, right? Like, if you, if you think uh, what Mike Tariko does for a living, he could easily be a CEO of a company getting up to talk. Right, as opposed to that's kind of what the NFL wants. They want like CEO of company like to represent them. Jim Nance is a perfect CEO of a company. He looks like he should be the CEO of like Cigna Healthcare uh, in terms of the way he talks and you know, and he's incredibly talented at what he does. But he's like a zero risk. There's nothing that Jim Nance is suddenly going to do, and you're going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe this. So who would you guys hire? Let me, let me go around the horn. Who would be your booth? Have you changed your minds? I think we talked about it earlier because Peyton Manning was a great hire. If he had said yes, who would be your guy? I'll start with you, Danny. Yeah, well, my three-man booth back then was Tariko, Peyton Manning, and Pat McAfee. Now, you vetoed Tariko at the time. Well, he's not going to leave NBC, so you can't get him. Well, the very next day, though, this story came out about Al Michaels. Yeah, but so. he's like 77 years old. So, uh, Mike Tariko. So he's close to death. That's why they were yeah, going to let him go? I mean, yes. Because Mike Tirico is the next man up to okay, replace but, Al Michaels. But NBC has plenty of time to figure out their Olympics no, no, coverage. No. This, so this you a, don't think this is like you saying like like me saying like, hey, who do you think they should sign as the next quarterback as a free agent? You being like, hey, you know what I would do? I would go look at this guy Mahomes. I think he could make a lot of sense. I'm like, yeah, well, he's under contract. The Kansas City Chiefs are not going to let him out. Mike Tirico is going to take over for Bob Costas for the Olympics. And he's also going to be the Sunday night football voice when Al Michaels leaves. So there's no fung- There's no possibility under the sun of Mike Tirico leaving. Then I would keep Steady Joe as the play-by-play guy. Yeah, but I would definitely put Pat McAfee in as the color analyst. Now, I hear what you're saying about maybe being a little cautious, but at the same time, he's been doing a lot of TV for them lately, and he hasn't gone off I don't, the, the I, yeah, reservation. Right. I understand that. I don't think that it's ESPN's call. I think ESPN has to go hat in hand to uh, to the NFL. But they could point to all his most recent work to the NFL and show them that he hasn't done anything Right, that's I understand. I just, I'm not sure that the NFL signs off on that. And you'd still need another guy. So would you stick with Booger too and then just bring in Pat McAfee? 
Yeah, I would put uh, the Boogermobile back down on the no, sideline. you can't put it back down on the sideline. Why not? You, he's got to stay in the booth at this point. The Boogermobile <laughs> was a disaster. It blocked people's view. Uh-huh. It made no sense. Now, it was could awkward. you have done that job? Could you be on a Claymobile down on the sideline? Yeah, line? that's easy. Oh, you'd if get, they throw to you you'd to get do egged. Like, yeah, there's no doubt. But I mean, if they throw to you to do like to, uh, you know a two minute hit during the course of a game while you're sitting on a rolling mobile, yeah, I could handle that. It's actually arguably that's more <laughs> challenging. Honestly, I've done all those stand ups on the sideline. Yeah, because you overthink them because you have so little time to actually be talking that you way overthink it instead of just being natural. You're like, well, I got to get a lot of information in like that. That that's the biggest challenge associated with that. What would you go with, uh, Dub? What would your booth be? I kind of like our boy Blue's idea of waiting it out a year or two and waiting on Drew Brees, because I think Brees would be incredible in the booth as the former player role in the in The, the uh, NFL would be very team. happy with that. Again, another corporate guy, like, not going not gonna to rattle the boat. Like, he would do fine. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, for the play-by-play guy... I, I would like to see Brent Musburger back in the booth on ESPN. I think he would be fantastic paired with Drew Brees. And then for the sideline, I, I like that Burger Mobile role. If they brought, yeah, because then you get you, you could get the gambling aspect too, which is you know such a big growing aspect of this whole uh, broadcasting ordeal. And then I think you could put McAfee on the sideline and he could do the role of what Booger McFarland did for a couple years prior to this season. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I love the idea of bringing back Brent Musburger. Now you know, he's he's, doing, he's 80. Yeah, he's 80, but you just use him as like, I mean, they were going to go get out Michaels who's a 77 or whatever the heck he is. If 80 years old, I, I granted is old. Uh but I he's I, I I he's right now, I mean, you you guys could speak to it better than I could. I've only heard the clips. But he's calling Raider radio games yeah and that's so much harder than doing a television broadcast i've listened so, to full games how's he sounded he sounds okay he's not fully on top of things the way he used to be obviously yeah, but okay but him at 50 percent is better than most play-by-play guys at 100 percent. right but doing radio is so much harder radio play-by-play than doing just television by play-by-play so you have to speak less and everything else. I mean, I, I love that idea. I don't think it would be an answer for much more than a year or two, and you'd be right back into needing to figure out what the booth of the future is going to look like. But I, I love the idea of Musburger coming back. What about you? Uh, what would you say, uh, Eddie Garcia? I would promote Chris Fowler to play-by-play, okay. and I'm doubling down on Andrew Luck, baby. Andrew Luck <laughs> oh, for the booth. I forgot booth. about this. I forgot. I mean, like, this is like... You almost put him on trial for yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it was such a bad take. I mean, You're crazy. You, your voice you're, you're, matters. You're not. No, it doesn't. Yes. How, Howard Cosell was one of the most annoying voices of all time, and they talk about that as the glory days of Monday Night Football. Your voice doesn't matter. Your voice matters a great deal. Andrew no, Luck could not call games. Yes, he could. People would lose their minds. No, they wouldn't. Just and, you. You would. But no, I would. I would be because I would say this is unlistenable. What about you, uh, Roberto? Who would you take? Chris Fowler and Kurt Herbstreet. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that would be – that's kind of a desperate break the glass. And Su- Susan Waldman also. Who? <laughs> what? Just kidding. I don't even know who Susan Waldman uh, is. Is that- All right, and here come the special balls. I've never I have she has that famous Clemens call. Susan, I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not sure that I've ever heard the name <laughs> Susan Waldman. Uh I and, and and that's not a knock on Susan He's Waldman. In George's box. Uh, You've never heard could, that famous call? No, I don't remember. We'll, that. we'll play it coming back. I mean, I, I think that uh that Susan Waldman that, that sounds we were talking about corporate names. Susan Waldman sounds like the person you have to go talk to 
when you've done something wrong at work. It's like the the head, every <laughs> head of HR is named Susan Waldman. Like, do what's what happened? Well, you shouldn't have said what you did. All right, what do, what do I have to do now? Well, you got to go talk to Susan Waldman. Like that is the every single HR department is headed by a woman named Susan Waldman. I'm pretty convinced. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Roger Clemens is in George's box, and Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh, my good, goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. You should see what's going on in the Yankee dugout. Big grin on Jorge Posada's face. Andy Pettit knew. Big signs. Roger Clemens is now a Yankee. Attention fans, he is here. And now we don't have to discuss. I've never in my life heard of Susan Waldman. Uh, Oh, she is New York famous. There you go. And she's also in charge of HR for every single company (laughs) around the world. Really impressive job by her. Have you ever heard of Susan Waldman before, Jeff Shorts? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, congratulations. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, and I lived in New York for a couple of years. Yeah, I know she is. A uh, couple things. Let's start with Cam, uh, and then I'll get into uh, the Monday Night Football booth. But for Cam Newton, I believe you were one of his former teammates. Yes. Uh, you saw him on his way up towards uh, the uh, the Super Bowl year that he had, the MVP year that he had. Are you stunned that he is now an unrestricted free agent? And frankly, when you look around the NFL, there doesn't seem to be a team that even makes sense for him right now. Well, I'm not surprised because of excuse me of his injuries. I mean, he's basically been injured for a year and a half of NFL time, right? I mean, he was injured for the last eight games of 2018. Um, he only played through I think six of those games, and last year he only made it two weeks before getting hurt again. And so you have a quarterback who's hurt all the time. His style is not unique as much anymore. I mean, if you look at what he did with Dorf Turner and his offense, it was more pocket passing, uh, more precision passing, more quick passing. But a guy who, who does have a personality, who does kind of things his own way, which, again, it, it's not that bad when you're winning. No one really cares when you're winning. It's only when you're losing that becomes an, an issue. Um, so, no, it's not surprising that he was released. But I will say our, the, the inability right now to get a physical is really hurting Cam Newton. Really, there's only been, I think, like two players actually signed to officially a, a contract, which is Tom Brady and then Teddy Bridgewater, like the only two guys I see that are actually officially signed. A lot of guys right now aren't officially signed because they can't get physicals. And that's the issue with Cam right now, in my opinion, is that he can't get a physical. Even though we got one in Atlanta, um, 
you know, teams want their own doctors on them, right? The Chargers, for example, want their own team doctor to look at Cam, to review his medical history, to do some exams. I think that's what's really hurting him. But you made a valid point, too, in that there's not a lot of spots. This is what I was worried about heading into free agency. Not, not that I was worried, but I wrote about how there's too many quarterbacks here. <laughs> we rarely have this problem where there's just guys going to be left out. And right now it seems to be that Winston – and Cam were the ones that are left out because the Chargers can draft a quarterback. Uh, the Colts passed on a quarterback. I mean, they signed Rivers, but they passed on a kind of a long-term solution. Tampa obviously signed Brady. They're out as far as uh, getting someone other than Winston. So there's just not a lot of spots. I mean, maybe Jacksonville is a spot. But otherwise, some of these teams are going to draft quarterbacks, Miami, Cincinnati, the Chargers. Um, so Cam might be out of luck for a little bit. Does Cam Newton have the personality to be a backup quarterback? No. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's interesting because this happens sometimes when we talk about older quarterbacks mentoring younger quarterbacks. Um, there's nothing that says you have to be a mentor. I mean, this happened last year too, with Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Joe Flacco was mentioning he didn't want to be a Eli. mentor. Eli. I'm not sure Tom Brady was ever a great mentor. Um, Peyton Manning. Yeah, it's, it's not your job to do that. Um, your job is to prepare to play your game and to prepare to be ready every Sunday. If you would like to help the rookie, I'm sure these guys are helping the rookie quarterback. They're just not going out of their way to do so, right? If the quarterback asks a question or the quarterback wants to know something, of course they'll help them, but they're, gonna, they're basically saying, I'm going to prepare in my way and – if the quarterback or quarterback wants to learn my way, sure, but I'm not going to go out of my way to teach them other things I would normally do, right? We saw Alex Smith do that with Pat Mahomes, kind of went out of his way to mentor Pat Mahomes. That's unique. With other guys not want to do it. So I don't think I don't know if Cam just wants to be the mentor. I don't know if he wants to be the the backup who you know behind Justin Herbert and teaching Justin Herbert how to play football. So I I'm I don't. I, no, I don't, but there's just not a lot of spots. I, I could see a situation where, listen to Chargers, for example. The Chargers drafted six. Let's say that Burrow, Tua, and Herbert are all gone before them. And the, you know, there's a scenario where you know Miami takes Burrow, someone trades up for Tua, and Herbert's gone at five to the Dolphins. Um, and let's say that the Chargers don't want Jordan Love. It's a great year to get a left tackle. They take a left tackle at number six. And then they sign Cam Newton after the draft. I think there's, I think Cam and Jameis both are guys that might have to wait till after the draft to get a spot, especially if they want to be a starter. What do you think about Mariota to the Raiders? Is this a Tannehill situation writ large now with Mariota in the role of Tannehill, or do you think that Derek Carr is the guy for the Raiders? Well, I mean, Carr is is better than Mariota was if you're comparing kind of. You know, at the point where they had to be replaced, I feel like Carr starting at a much, uh, a much better place than Mariota would be. Um, and Mariota just needs kind of to be rehabbed a little bit, and I think that, that Gruden's offense will help him with that. Quick, kind of a quick strike offense, very uh, disciplined, regimented offense. Um, I don't think Carr's in trouble with Mariota unless Carr really, really plays bad. But I just don't think that 
John Gruden has ever really bought into Carr. I think that he's going to try to ditch him at the first time possible. I just don't know if he's ever going to be bad enough to really ditch for, for, for Mariota. Um, and, and that's the, you know, that's the concern, I guess, if you're uh, a Mariota fan, which I know you are. And I, I am too. He went to Oregon. I hope he does well. But uh, it's a good spot. If you know, he's getting like $7 million guaranteed. Um, he'll get to play in, a, in, like I said, a more controlled offense in, in the West Coast offense. And uh, you know, hope to rehab himself, and maybe Carr gets hurt, and Mariota gets five games like uh, like Teddy Bridgewater did, and gets himself another gig somewhere. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. He just kind of lost his way in, in Tennessee after that injury. Uh, are you surprised that the Titans? It seems clear could have taken Tom Brady, and instead they stuck with Ryan Tannehill. Yes, I am because I think Tom Brady is better, and I. Look, the Titans are falling into the trap, and I've been tweeting about this for a while now. They're falling into the trap of, of, in my opinion, that 2020 is going to be the same as 2019. And the NFL, in my opinion, always has to evolve and think about the next season. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Chiefs are a great example of this. The Chiefs should have been in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? And you know, D4 was offsides, and, and they didn't make it. They didn't just return the same team. They went and got... Ron Matthew. They went and got Frank Clark. Uh, they went and drafted another wide receiver. I was like, why do you need another wide receiver in the first round? They got another wide receiver, right? They went in and got, upgraded their team and said, look, we didn't make it. Even though we should have, we all know we should have. I feel like Tennessee's not really doing that, right? They're running back Ryan Tannehill. I, I get it. Look, he had a, a career half of the season. I would have franchised Ryan Tannehill, and I would have let Derrick Henry walk. I, I just paying. I know he's on a franchise tag. It's for one year. It's not that terrible, but these don't work out in the end. It doesn't work out, and, and you give Tannehill basically a three-year deal for ninety million dollars. Wow. I mean, I, there's just no. There's no evidence that this is going to pan out, um, and so. I would have gone for Tom Brady um, and then spent you know the money elsewhere on uh, guys to help Tom and let Derrick Henry walk. I, that's bold, right? It's bold to do to, to basically blow your team up after making an AFC Championship game. But you know, history has shown that you got you got to try to improve every year unless you're the Patriots who just have Tom Brady and he makes everything right. And this is otherwise otherwise you're not going to win. This is interesting because you're an offensive lineman. Theoretically, you're a guy who knows the value of running backs. And Derrick Henry is a high, high level running back in this league. And you're just not of the belief that any running back is worth $10 million a year plus. No, because look, I it, it, and I played with great ones. I was it, I was in Minnesota for Andrew Peterson's hundred yards, uh, hundred yard season, two thousand yard season. I was I was starting with Jonathan uh, Stewart and Daniel Williams, still the record, two running backs, a pair with eleven hundred yards or more. I played with Jamal Charles. Like I love running backs; they have made my career. But now I'm done playing, and you look at the data, and you look at the way the game is evolving. It does not make sense if you're team building to pay to either pay a running back a second contract and I'll include a franchise tag in that, or draft the guy in the first round. And Derrick Henry and Clay in a great season. I, I'm not going to disagree with you there because it'd be stupid to do so. But the most important player on that team was Ryan Tannehill. If you look at the numbers, Derrick Henry was much better when Ryan Tannehill came in there because Ryan Tannehill started throwing the ball. Teams started playing more cover too. I, I was on your show talking about this, like you know. The, not to go back to the playoff game, but New England wanted Tennessee to run the football. They're like, please run it. We don't want to get beat with the pass. The pass, you know, a 160 yard pass is more is is more hurtful to a defense than is you know seven runs for 60 yards, right? So it it that's the way teams play Tennessee. 
And I guess they're going to run it back the same way and hope they have the same results. I just, I mean, what other moves they would they sign to Vic Beasley? I mean, Jarrell Casey was a ball. I don't like I read Jarrell Casey. He's a good player. So uh, I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Who would you put in the Monday Night Football booth if you were in charge of running ESPN now that Peyton Manning has said no? Well, let me start with this. Actually, can you come back for one more segment with us? Yeah. All right, let's bring back Jeff Schwartz because I want to ask him uh, what he, whether he believes there's any other player in the NFL that would have turned down that size offer to be in the Monday Night Football booth. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be let me go ahead and bring in John McClain. Uh, he has been covering the NFL forever. And there's been a lot of drama surrounding the NFL, especially the Houston Texans. John, thanks for getting up early with us. Uh, what? How stunned were you or how surprised were you that DeAndre Hopkins ended up getting traded and for what he was traded for? Clay, I was not surprised he got traded because I knew he wanted his contract redone with three years left. And the only time they've done that in franchise history was with their first great receiver, Andre Johnson. That's because he had signed a bad contract. The only one they'd redone with more than one year left was J.J. Watt because he had earned earned a raise based on three, three NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards. All the others had been redone with one year left, and Hopkins wanted it redone with three. They're trying to sign Deshaun Watson, Laramie Tunsil, inside linebacker Zach Cunningham to extensions. And I knew they weren't going to do it, and I knew he was unhappy. And I'd just written a column, could his contract cause him to be traded? Now, I was surprised, not that he was traded to Arizona, but because they did not get more than running back David Johnson, who'd been third team with the Cardinals, a second-round pick this year, and then in exchange of fourth-round picks. As you can imagine, Bill O'Brien, a coach and general manager, has been eviscerated by the fans and the media in Houston because he did not get more if he felt he had to trade him. Oh, especially because Stephon Diggs got traded, and uh, I think most people out there would rather have DeAndre Hopkins than to Stephon Diggs if they had their choice between the two. And yet the uh, the the uh, the Minnesota Vikings got a first round pick as part of that deal. Multiplayer deal. The only thing I can think of is that the Texans, and they have not talked about this, and we may not hear from them till the pre-draft news conference, and is that they didn't want to trade him in the AFC. They have yeah. said that. That's just what a lot of people think here. It's a great deal for Arizona to add Hopkins coming off another first-team All-Pro selection to Kyler Murray, who's entering his second year. That takes a lot of pressure off them to have to draft a receiver with eighth overall pick, and they'd fortify their offensive line for Murray. You have covered the Texans for a long time. Would you agree with this, that the four most known Texans coming into last year before Jadavion Clowney was uh, traded, 
J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, Deshaun Watson, and DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the four best players on that team, or certainly the four best known. And that Bill O'Brien would trade both Jadavion Clowney and the DeAndre Hopkins and not get a first-round pick for either uh, is something that has angered the average Texans fan out there. Oh, it doesn't have to be the average Texan fan. You can be a lot of fans. I've never seen a backlash for anything in Houston football history, and I've been doing this now for 44 years. Uh, the, the old Oilers, before I did it, traded Kenny Houston to Washington. It was an unpopular trade. He went to the Pro Football of Fame. The old Oilers in 84 traded Hall of Fame running back Earl Campbell to New Orleans. I did cover that, but because there was no social media, it didn't get the controversy or the backlash that this one with Hopkins has. Hopkins is a great receiver. He's uh, He always played. He only missed one game in seven years because of an injury. And other than his acrobatic catches, that's the most important thing I can say about him is he always answered the bell and he was reliable. And there's no way he's going to be replaced. They're going to have to – they signed Randall Cobb, but he's to play inside. Hopkins plays outside. They have Will Fuller and Kenny Stills entering the last year of their contracts. Fuller can't stay healthy. And they're going to have to use the 40th overall pick, eighth in the – in the second round on a wide receiver. Fortunately for the Texans, it's kind of, this draft is really good for wide outs. There's a lot of depth, but they got to get the right guy. They've got to develop him, and he's got to have thick skin, Clay, because he's going to be mentioned with DeAndre Hopkins for a long time. No fault of his own, but the fact is he's going to be the new guy in town, and he's going to be expected to replace Hopkins at some point. Hopkins had 900 yards as a rookie. He didn't have 1,000 until his second year. And he's going to benefit from playing for Deshaun Watson, which Hopkins didn't until 2017. We're talking to John McClain. Uh, John, what's the relationship like so far as you can tell between Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien? Watson loves O'Brien. He's going back to 2017 when he was a rookie and blew out his knee, and they went four and twelve. And a lot of people thought he would be fired. Watson would tweet, "Don't get rid of OB." And then he's always praising him because O'Brien called the plays. He's given up the play calling this season to uh, offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. It's only second time he's given up the play calling in seven years. And they work well together, and Watson has never tried to hide the fact that he likes uh, working with O'Brien. Now, he hasn't weighed in on the on the trade, but we know he doesn't like it. He was, he was tight with Hopkins. Hopkins recruited him to Clemson, and he was his go-to receiver. And you take away a guy that gives you 100 yards, 100 catches, and 11, 1,200 yards, and seven to ten touchdowns every year, and you're not going to like it. But his relationship with O'Brien has been good. John McClain, you cover all the NFL. How surprised were you that the Titans, after what seemed like a little bit of a public flirtation with Tom Brady, decided to stick with Ryan Tannehill instead of rolling the dice on Brady? I was not surprised at all. They were never interested in Brady. They were trying to re-sign Tannehill that entire time. They didn't try to not put the kibosh on the Brady talk because I'm sure they thought, well, that's good for Tannehill and his agent if they do indeed think we're considering bringing him in here. But I knew 
from talking to people there, their objective the entire time was to try to sign Tannehill, and then if they couldn't re-sign Derrick Henry, to slap the franchise tag on him, knowing that they were going to lose Jack Conklin, the right tackle. And so their plan for those two guys worked out perfectly. Now the key is, can they sign Henry to a long-term deal? Does he not show up when the off-season program begins because he's not happy, doesn't have a contract? But the fact is they have got their two most important players back. John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Down the road a little bit, Dak uh, Prescott has been franchised. What's going to happen with Dak going forward? I thought, Clay, the whole time that they would get a deal done because Jerry Jones doesn't lose players. He doesn't want to lose when it comes to finances. So they franchise him. I still believe that they'll get a contract worked out. Jerry's not cheap. He doesn't lowball players. The only reason I could think of that it hasn't been done is because Prescott wants more than they believe he's worth. So for his sake, uh, he can play under the franchise tag, see the other deals done by Mahomes and Watson on extensions, and then come in there somewhere behind him. But I do not believe for an instant that the Cowboys will ever let him get away, not anytime soon. Who would you believe will win more games this coming season? The New England Patriots with theoretically Brian Hoyer and, uh, and Jared Stidham, although I'm curious what you think they might do at quarterback there or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Brady? That's a great question, Clay, that a lot of people are wondering, you know, which one's going to get the most national television games. You knew that the schedule makers, who usually had their schedule done by this time, it's released in April, they're waiting for the last vestiges of the first free agent wave. And now with Brady, you know, we're going to see the Bucks with the maximum number of television appearances. I'll tell you a story about Jared Stidham. When uh, he was recruited to Baylor by Art Browse, Browse told me he had a chance to be the greatest quarterback he had coached. And that included RG3. He got to play as a freshman. He looked really good. Then he got hurt. Then the Baylor scandal with Browse happened. Browse was fired. He transferred to a junior college in Waco until the next year, so he wouldn't lose eligibility. And the next year, he went to Auburn. So I'm curious to know what Bill Belichick thinks about him after he threw four passes, including three in the last game, and that's it. And uh, Brian Warrior, I can't imagine, is going to be the starter. They also have Cody Kessler. I don't see them with their cap problem bringing in a veteran that uh, that's kind of like Andy Dalton, trading for Andy Dalton. They don't have the cap money to afford him. They couldn't afford Jameis Winston. Most people think they're going to go with that threesome. And if Belichick thinks enough of Jared Stidham, like he thought enough to promote Brady, uh, as the full-time starter in 01 after Drew Bledsoe got hurt, then that's good enough for me. But I would say the Buccaneers, they were 7-9. and nine. They blew their last two games to Houston and Atlanta when Weston threw too many interceptions, including pick sixes against both teams. So I would say the Bucks, because even if Winston was back, I think Tampa Bay is, is capable of winning nine, ten games. And I don't think all of a sudden they're transformed to a Super Bowl contender. I still think New Orleans is better in the NFC South, but I genuinely think they're going to win at least ten games with Tom Brady. So I would say more than the Patriots. We're talking to John McClain. What do you think will happen with three free agents? And I'll go ahead and toss Jadavion Clowney in as well. Andy Dalton is eventually going to be a free agent. Jameis 
Cam Newton, who I'm sure you are still just kind of stunned to think about his fall from grace from NFL MVP and Super Bowl favorite on a 17-1 and football team to getting cut by that team and Jadavion Clowney out there. Do you have a strong lean on where any of these guys you think are likely to end up? I would say that, and Cam Newton, that was in 2015. You know, that was a yeah. lifetime ago. His problems have been because of shoulder surgery, then uh, plantar fasciitis, foot surgery. He's had another operation in there somewhere. It's all about health. And you think he's only 30 years old. And I know they say that he passed a physical, but if I'm a team interested in him, I want my doctors to see him. So I would be surprised if he signs anytime soon, and it would be for the fallout. He's going to have to go somewhere like Ryan Tannehill when he was traded last year, the Titans. Everybody will use that as an example. He went to a situation knowing because Marcus Mariota had been inconsistent and he'd been hurt that when they made that trade and he, he signed the one-year deal that he might have a chance to play. And it's the same thing for Winston and Newton. I would think one would end up with the Chargers because the Chargers have Tyrod Taylor. Nancy Lynn and his people have put out how much they like him for their offense, but most people believe they're going to sign a quarter, they're going to draft a quarterback with that sixth pick. So I would think the Chargers would be one. I would love to see what would happen if the Patriots uh, got one of those guys, but I don't think they can afford it unless it's on a short-term deal. As far as Clowney, the reason Clowney's not in Houston is he wanted over $100 million, and they weren't going to do it uh, because they already got a defensive lineman making $100 million in J.J. Watt. And I think that because he's coming off surgery and had an injury-wracked season in which he had one great game on national TV against the 49ers, he's not going to get $100 million again, that he may have to sign a short-term deal. If he does, he should go back to Seattle, play for the Seahawks, hope he stays healthy, and then cashes in next offseason. We're talking to John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Marcus Mariota goes to Oakland. How real is the possibility that he's starting even if Derek Carr doesn't get injured? You've watched Mariota's entire career being in Nashville. I have concern. I'm in the AFC South. And it's amazing how well he started his career. And I felt bad for Mariota because he had had coaching changes. He had offensive coordinator changes. He didn't have any consistency whatsoever. Now he goes to John Gruden. I'm assuming Gruden liked him in his Gruden quarterback camp that he had for ESPN when Mariota came out as a second overall pick behind Jameis Winston. It's amazing right now how many Former first overall picks like Winston, Newton, and Clowney don't have teams, but I don't know if I would if if Clark if Derek Carr falters. I don't know if I wanted Marcus Mariota to take over my team when I think I'm a legitimate playoff contender, as the Raiders believe they are. But they made the pick, and now they'll have to live with it. I'd love to see to have seen what Jameis Winston would have done with Gruden. You know, Winston coming off a 5,000-yard season, 30 touchdowns with 30 interceptions, six pick sixes, a lot of fumbles. What a coach like Josh McDaniels or John Gruden could do about reducing his interceptions. But I guess everybody figures if Bruce Arians couldn't do it, maybe nobody can. What's going to happen with the draft? What's it going to look like? When do you think it happens? Uh, it's scheduled right now for, uh, you know, in the 23rd-ish, I believe, of April. What are you hearing about how the NFL is going to conduct it given the coronavirus mess? 
people find this hard to believe, Clay, but there actually was a draft before television. I, when I first started covering the draft, there was no TV. And like the Oilers would take over a ballroom at a big hotel and let the fans come for that. And then they would have a separate room for the media. And as the calls were made, they would announce them and they'd put it up under a big board in which they would have all teams lined up. And that's the way you learned who got picked. And a lot of players from your area would come, agents, and mingle among the fans because that's how they found out. And then ESPN started televising. It changed the whole complexion of the draft. So it wouldn't be hard to have it in New York and go back to the old-fashioned way. League wouldn't like it. I still bet they have it on TV somehow, even if Roger Goodell is just announcing the pick and that's it. Because you know it's the NFL. People would watch it just because they're at home and bored. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So I think they'll be able to do it that way. I also think they should move it back. There's no reason it needs to be so early. Wouldn't surprise everything's being moved back. I think for the sake of a lot of players, they need they could do video conferencing and Skype to replace the interviews they would have done at the pro days, private workouts, dinners and all that. A big part of those are the coaches and the GM talking to the players. They can still do that part. So what I feel bad for are the smaller college guys not getting as many opportunities and guys who were not invited to the combine don't have anything to show other than the game tape. And the fact is for a long time, the team scouted based on game tape and, and practice tape in college. And I don't know if they could do a worse job now than if they still, that's the only way they had to do it because think of all the mistakes that are made clay, despite all the time and money that's put into scouting. No doubt. Hey, do you have suggestions for us on movies or television since people aren't watching sports? You want to come back and give us a couple? I'll give you a lot of really good sports movies. Let's see, The Rookie. Well, I got to take I got to take a break here. I mean, to replace the sports viewing. Can you come back with us? This is Outkick, by the way, on Fox Sports Radio. John, a lot of people out there desperate because there's no sports on. You are an uh, expert when it comes to movies and also television, so I thought you could probably give us some good tips in addition to breaking down everything in the NFL. I'm watching The Tiger King right now on Netflix, which everybody seems to be watching. I'm going to finish it today. Uh, But what is out there that you would suggest, hey, if you usually like sports, I think you might like these movies or these TV shows? First of all, there's so many great things now without live programming ESPN re-ran the multi-part uh, series OJ Made in America starting last yep. night. I like watching things that are run together, like one of the networks is running all the Rockies together, the Godfathers. I love watching the three John Wick movies together. Uh, one of my all-time favorite shows ran for four years on Cinemax called Banshee, B-A-N-S-H-E-E, one of the most underrated shows I've ever seen on television. And I'll start with some quick sports movies, and I'll give you five that I was in, and they weren't good because I was in them. The Rookie, (laughs) The Longest Yard remake, Invincible, Secretariat, and The Game Plan. And I love the original the original Brian song in 1971 with James Conn and Billy D. Williams as Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo, rookies with the Bears. It's still my all-time favorite sports movie. And if people watch that original Brian song, I guarantee you they're going to like it because it's got a historical perspective and it was very emotional. Um, 
as we finish off the show here uh, for uh, for the Wednesday edition of the program, where do you let me go back to football because I wanted to ask you one more question. Where does Tua end up? You, I'm sure you saw the video of him working out. He's looking to move pretty well now. Joe Burrow, I'm assuming you believe, is pretty much locked and loaded to uh, to Cincinnati. Tua appears to be the drama in the draft. Where does he go? Who do you think might be interested in moving up and getting him if it's somebody other than the Miami Dolphins? Other than Cincinnati with the first pick, everybody believes Miami and the Chargers are going to take rookie quarterbacks like Tua Tagovailoa or Justin Herbert. I would be so leery of Tagovailoa because he's had three major operations now, all below the waist, none his knee, but his ankles, I'm not below the waist, his ankles and his hip. And so I'd be scared of it, and I would want my doctors to see him. But he was examined at the combine, and that was really good. If he were not examined at the combine, that's where you got to worry. And they can continue to post workout videos in April before the draft if they move the draft back. I think that's even better for some guys who are coming off injuries. I don't think that it affects him. I think that teams have seen enough of him and will talk to the doctors enough to know that it's not career-threatening. The key is, is he going to get hurt again? But I think he'll end up in Miami. So you think Miami there, and you think that the uh, Chargers out in L.A. will draft Justin Herbert if you were trying to project what you expect to happen? That's who I've, I've just had my eighth mock draft picked on our <laughs> website, TexasSportsNation.com. People love and them. I, and I have, and I have uh, Tungvaloa going fifth overall and Herbert going to the Chargers. John McClain, 44 years. You said you've been covering the NFL. Guys, if you're not following John McClain and reading him, he is a fantastic guy, better person than he is, writer, just a good dude all around. Thank you for getting up early with us, my man. Clay, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Stay safe, and I hope all your listeners stay safe as well. Appreciate that. Uh, John McClain, uh, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Go follow him. I'll tweet out the link for his profile. If you like NFL stuff, he's on top of a ton of it. 44 years covering the league, almost as many as there have been Super Bowls. Uh, All right, we have had a loaded program. Appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go download uh, the podcast. Make sure you don't miss out anything from the show hanging out with us we're going to continue to be here same bat time same bat channel tomorrow and friday as well uh we'll be tracking down for you the latest in nfl free agency and more who knows what might end up happening between now and then you can follow me on twitter at clay travis i'll tweet out the links of both jeff shorts and john mcclain who were on here today and also a link if you want to go subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for all the listening that you guys have been doing with Fox Sports Radio. Even without sports going on, our audience has been massive across the board. We'll be going all day here, 24-7. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us once more time. I am Clay Travis, and right now I'm going to sit down and watch the Tiger King on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!